Hello, welcome to the EMC Podcast. My name is Scott Harris, and today we're going to be visiting about a topic that is extremely important because it is probably one of the biggest expenses for any farm. I don't care if you're talking about dairy farms or our traditional grain farm or no matter what you're in, and that is equipment. Equipment is vital, yet the time right now and season that we're in, um, it's very important to know what your equipment's worth, what you should be expecting to pay, and we're going to tackle some of those topics with the CEO of TractorZoom, Kyle McMahon, is going to be joining us, and so let's see what we can learn about this topic. Welcome to the MC Podcast. My name is Scott Harris. My whole life's in dairy farming. Grew up in it. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I appreciate that very much. Been exciting to watch you guys work. So I would like to welcome into the podcast Kyle McMahon. Kyle, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you, Scott? Good. I am so thankful that we were able to find an expert because I don't know a lot about a lot of things, but this is one area I know very little about. All I know is that my dad, I grew up on a farm. My dad bought the cheapest tractors he could find uh, and then uh, and then tried to find one just a little cheaper than that one that he could buy next. And so we spent most of our time working on equipment. And so, uh, you know, I know that things have changed a lot, but uh, why don't we kind of start off, Kyle? Why don't you tell us about TractorZoom and tell us about you. Tell us who you are and how you got, got started here. Yeah, sure. So... TractorZoom is on a mission to help people streamline business processes uh, and, and really help farmers find value uh, farm machinery as they're shopping. So, um, you know, actually the business started a few years ago out of a personal market frustration of myself. Um, I, I guess the quick backstory is I was in farmland uh, private equity and we had great data points to make good investment decisions. And then when it came time for me to, uh, I was shopping for a Kinsey 3600 uh, 1223 uh, interplant planner. And I just really struggled understanding what each planner was worth and, and really where they were located around the, the country. And, and I was actually shopping for one at auction because I knew I was going to want to do a little bit of rebuild and put, put what parts and precision parts I wanted to on it. Um, and <clears throat> I ended up subscribing to... Uh, 10 or 12 different newspapers and earmarking just a ton of auction websites. And it was, it was frustrating. So uh, I, I actually started a business um, tractor zoom where we market, we help over 525 auction companies and over 1100 dealer locations advertise their farm machinery to farmers. And we have the thesis of helping people be uh, data centric so not just saying, hey, here's a tractor, go buy it. But now we're really starting to dive into the data to really help people understand what is the market doing? And let me tell you, we are in a uh, pretty wild market uh, right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, I, I, I am I am smart enough to know that. I do know that, uh, that it's a little bit wild right now. When I kind of was on your website and kind of clicking around, I think I might have talked to Andrew about this. I can't remember, our marketing director. But I said... Uh, it's, it seems like auto trader for tractors. I mean, is that like a fair way of saying it if, to kind of relate to people maybe if they've never been on the website? 
Yeah, uh, that analogy is spot on. Uh, we have two sides of the business. One would be more like auto trader. We can go car shopping. You can go farm equipment shopping. Uh, and then we actually collect all the in-market data and comparable sales. And we've created a, a, a product that's used by a lot of dealers and banks uh, that, that actually pay for the service. It's more like Kelly Blue Book. So we help people value mm. farm machinery based on real-time, transparent market data transactions. That's interesting. That's That's got to be extremely helpful. Uh, you know, I know that, you know, coming from a, you know, I was, I was with master's choice for 10 years and had left for just a little t- season and then came back. And in that season I was gone, I worked into in a car dealership and people really relied on Kelly blue book and, and auto trader and those things to really get an idea if they were, if it was a fair buy or just to try to get some kind of tools. And so, um, I think the utilization of that by the farms would be extremely valuable, and so that's a really good, really good idea. So, but before we kind of dive into or kind of transitioning a little bit, I should say, kind of going into the big part of, I think the big thing in equipment right now is there's some challenges um, out there right now. Just like in a lot of the industry, I feel like every podcast we talk about a different challenge that people are facing. Uh, but what is the biggest challenges a farmer's facing right now in relation to their equipment needs? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I, I think there's a there's a couple of uh, challenges that are that are top of mind. Number one is inventory and availability. I, I'm I'm sure that is number one on everybody's mind. Where can I find XYZ piece of equipment? Right. If you ask any dealer, as we look into our data set, uh, late model, low hour equipment is virtually non-existent. Um, and on the flip side, we've actually done some surveys with with many of the farmers who uh, who are on Tractor Zoom, and actually the number one pain point for farmers when they're buying and selling equipment, I should say, eighty two percent of farmers' number one pain point when buying and selling equipment is knowing what it's worth. So, between the availability and knowing what it's worth, those are the biggest pains that farmers are are challenged with right now. And you know, there's a I really think going into 2022, we're going to continue to see this. We continue to see equipment climb. These commodity prices are continuing to climb. Um, But there's just not a new, there's not enough new availability for the demand that's out there. Following the 2021 net farm income, um, you know, a lot of farmers had uh, what they'd call a tax problem going into December and they really wanted to spend some, uh, spend some money. And, Frankly, many farmers, probably like your dad, Scott, neglected to upgrade equipment over the last uh, four or five years because uh, net farm income was down, right? Uh, the cash availability wasn't there. Uh, and then all of a sudden we have this boost to net farm income and it's uh, it's off to the races and everybody wants it, but there's not, there's not enough there. Um, something interesting that we continue to see in the market is based on the scarcity, we have... Uh, uh, I guess you could call it uh, asset accumulation. So typically in a healthy market, what we see is farmers working with their dealers and trading equipment. But in the fall, going into the fall, people realized that it was harder and harder to find the equipment they wanted. And it was also hard to find the parts they wanted. So they were buying, every time something broke, they'd buy three replacements because they are scared that they're going to have downtime in fall and they could oh, wow. continue to harvest. So what that's done to the used equipment market is 
farmers have the cash availability to continue buying and not trading or selling. So it's taken all the inventory off the market and those that, that equipment is now residing on the farm. Um, so if you, if, you, if you had one combine and you had cash flow, many farmers, I should say, a lot of farmers were buying a second combine um, or at least from the, from the market. So then there was that, that took another combine off the market that uh, wasn't available to be purchased. And, and next thing you know, is we have a shortage of nearly every type of equipment out there. Yeah, that's, that's just unbelievable and, and crazy to think about, you know, it's uh, the old, the old adage of supply and demand, right? And so uh, it's naturally going to, going to occur. So then the question, my natural question is how much, and I don't know if it's like maybe exact dollars or percentage wise, but how much has that shortage um, affected uh, pricing in the in the marketplace? Uh, dramatically. So uh, from a from a high level, if we start to look at um, uh, volume at auction, so we track a lot. We track over eighty percent of farm equipment that's sold at auction, and so we have a really good understanding of the supply and demand in that market. And in in 2021, there were 47% less combines and uh, 23% less 175 plus horsepower row crop tractors brought to market. Wow. That's so in, in those combines, that's that's uh, influenced the price by those used combines are now selling for 30% more than they were in 2020 uh, or the beginning of 2021 today. And uh, for row crop tractors, those are up 36%. So you, you have this massive boost to used equipment prices of which typically they're depreciating assets, right? You buy a brand new tractor for 200,000 bucks and the next year it might be worth 100, 180, 100, uh, 175,000. But um, we continue to see used uh, selling at auction, sometimes even bringing more than what dealers are asking because there's that demand and people don't recognize that, that they may have other optionality out there. And, it's also the scarcity of the equipment. So think of supply down on average across all asset classes and, and used farm equipment, uh, down around 30% and values up 30 to 40%, depending on what they are. Wow. And that's across the board. We're talking, you know, one, uh, a brand new equipment, one to two year old equipment, 10 year old equipment. I mean, it's kind of maybe the percentages change, but that's pretty much across the board, right, Kyle, that you're seeing this increase. Yeah. You, you know, uh, I, I don't want to shove my foot in my mouth by saying it's, uh, you know, if you bought a tractor last year, it's worth 30% more today, or you bought a, uh, a piece of hand forge, uh, equipment, it's worth 30% more. Every asset class is a little bit different. Um, but it's very supply and demand driven. So like planners, those have, those have moved actually much less than, um, tractors, uh, new, new equipment prices are certainly going up. Um, and that's what's also um, influencing the price of used. But I'm really talking about used machinery prices and typically uh, equipment that's um, within 10 years old. Yeah, and that's that is a that's a that's a lot of expense and something that was already. I mean, you would hear a lot of farmers complaining about the price of equipment way before this. And so now, you know, to deal with this, I think particularly it would hit what's well, going to hit any farm size, I would think. But it's always a trickle down effect in these this type of thing. And and a lot of times it seems who seems to be hit the most hard by things like this is your small farms. 
Um, you know, I would relate that to when I was in the car business. It wasn't so much the people who were buying $40,000 vehicles. It was the trickle-down effect of the person who needed the $4,000 car, and now there's not $4,000 cars. They don't exist. Uh, your $4,000 car is now the $7,000 car. And so um, I'm sure that that probably is the same trend in, in, uh, in equipment as well. Yeah, well, Scott, I agree with you to a point, and I think where I, I might uh, disagree to, to a certain extent is um, what one of the primary reasons I started the business is to leverage good data to help people make better decisions. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of farmers out there who like newer equipment, they like trading, they like rolling. Um, but if we look at data from in 2020, if you were to buy a brand new combine and then roll it the next year, what that average trade in and the depreciation on that machine was, the cost per acre was between 60 and $80. Where your state, um, or like the uh, Iowa State numbers, if you were to look at the custom farming rates, that's like 35 bucks. So it's actually uh, the reverse psychology of, it's actually a terrible decision back then to have bought and sold the combine and, and only run it for a year because of that depreciation. And uh, so going to your point, and I think it also goes back to maybe your story with your dad is, really understanding what we're trying to do and what we will do is help people understand the decisions along the depreciation curve. So historically, you've had more depreciation up front um, from one to two, two to three, three to five years, right? You have more depreciation and cat and uh, cost in that. And then as you as that machine ages, um, let's say a 2500 SEP hour combine, right? It's going to have very little depreciation, but you have all the maintenance cost. So it's yeah. a trade off. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And so so that's one of the things that probably a farmer maybe wasn't thinking about quite as much a few years ago as what they should have been, but now they definitely need to be be thinking about these things. And so so that kind of leads me to the next question is you know, kind of in your business, you work with a lot of different farms, a lot of different sizes, I would assume. Um what do you what's generally the biggest mistake that a farm can make when it comes to buying or selling equipment? You know, that's a good question. And I think it kind of goes back to what I was just, just mentioning, which is uh, the use of data and actually doing research instead of going with your gut. Uh, going with your gut can be really expensive, uh, especially if you start to break that down on the cost per acre. Um, so we're, we're really all about making data-driven decisions, understand where the market is. You know, that's why uh, a ton of dealers are leveraging our data because they want to know where the market's going. When's it going to fall out of bed, right? So help trying to help make those those good decisions. And, um, uh, you know, the other the other portion of it is there's, there's a trade-off of spending too much or, or thinking of the cost that way. And then the other side of it is the opportunity cost, which is if you don't have enough equipment, if you're still short, um, what's that look at uh, when – when, when it's go time, when it's fit, you got to be in the field. What's that do? How's that impact yield? How's that affect overall profitability? So the things that we love to preach are using data to help you make the decision, whatever that might be, and really understanding if you're trading something in, what should trade-in value be? If you're, if you're looking to sell private party, what should that be worth? Should you be selling at auction or should you not? I can tell you right now, auctions are extremely hot. And, and if you're sitting on the sidelines trying to sell a piece of equipment and it's not moving, auction could be your best bet because 
um, it's it's amazing how how quickly that market's reacted. What you know, one of the sayings we actually go uh, go from is, if you see a high price in one month, it's it's something to pay attention to. But if you see another high price in the second month, it's a trend that's starting to develop. And it happens in the third month. You better be acting upon that um, because what happens at auction? We think of auction as the lost leader. If it, if the market's going up, it's going to start at auction. If the market's going down, it's going to start at auction. So we, we love to pay attention to those those industry trends. That makes a lot of sense. And it, you guys have an, a large, extremely large data set that you're able to to monitor and track that, which is something that a traditional, you know, most farms are not, they're not going to have access to that. I mean, and so, you know, one of the things that it, you got to really consider or think about if you're a, not necessarily a manufacturer, but a, maybe a just a dealer is it it sounds well and good to uh you know to pay more for that used combine or or planter than what you did that's fine because you're going to turn around and sell it for more right the problem is just like they're going to face in other industries i think particularly like the car industry that bubble is going to burst i don't know when i don't know how long it's going to be but eventually it probably will burst right and then you don't want to be sitting on tractors that you've paid Thirty uh, percent more, or given thirty percent more in trade value um, for it, then then now you've got ten of them that you can't hardly move. But um, that's one of the things that, that I'm sure is a valuable tool for the dealers that you uh, that are part of your system to be able to kind of keep a trend on that, like you were talking about, and kind of see which way those prices are trending. So my question, the next question I've got, it kind of in relation to that is. So I, I, I don't know if you've got it in your desk drawer there or not, Kyle, but I need you to get out your crystal ball, right? And I need you to tell us, and we will hold you to this. You're going to be recorded. We're going to uh, to make sure that we come back to you in a year or maybe maybe a year. And we might give you a year and a half, but we're going to come back to you and we're going to add, we're going to see how you how right you were. But if you got out your crystal ball, you can give us your best guess. How long can we expect to be kind of in this current landscape? In relation to equipment and the equipment side of things, and you know, what are you hearing from manufacturers? What's the data telling you? Where are we going with this thing? Yeah, um, you know, the longer you make me predict, the more wrong I'm going to be if I have to go out <laughs> to a year and a half. Uh, no, you know, I I, I want to use data to answer this question um, versus my gut, right? I just I just told your audience not to use your gut. So if we sit back and look at the data. You look at um, OEMs. I want to start with Scott Wine, the, the CEO of CNH Industrial. He came out and said last week on CNBC that uh, they're having protracted uh, equipment, right? So they continue to have chip shortage from uh, the new market coming, uh, coming to uh, new equipment being delivered. So if we continue to expect new equipment shortages. And we are in this bull commodity market right now. I think I read something last night that somebody was wondering if soybeans are going to go to 18 bucks. I, saw, uh, I actually know. saw that. I saw that same you know, article. I, I don't know where commodity prices are going, but what's going on in geopolitics right now, you know, I think everybody's saying, even from last week's WASDE report, we're in a pretty bull market right now. We continue to believe that Farmers are going to demand newer equipment with high net farm income. So 
what I'm, what we're seeing and all the data points we're seeing, all of the, uh, we marketed $6.5 billion of farm machinery last, uh, last year. As we aggregate all of that data, we look at geopolitics, we look at net farm, um, expected 2022 net farm income, we continue to be uh, bullish or we continue to expect equipment prices rising this year, not at the same rate that they did last year. We're not going to see 35% uh, year-over-year returns going up again. But you know, new equipment, even though they're still having shortages, uh, I think um, I've been hearing um, John Deere combines might be going up 18 to 22%. Um, in the 2023 model year. So as we see those massive increases from new, there's still going to be a demand to buy those. Um, they have got some amazing technology that farmers, if, if utilized correctly, can uh, still prove ROI on the farm. Um, but this market's going to just continue going up and it'll, it'll continue to be short. Um, but I'm guessing by the end of this year, we'll start to see uh, some of it start to alleviate. But the one question that I continue asking myself and our data team, Scott, is when this falls or when commodity prices drop, when farmer sentiment drops, what will happen to the used market? Um, is it going to be a dramatic tear downward? Or are we going to see year-over-year prices go down 30%? I really don't think so because the biggest difference between the market we're in right now and the market in 2012 when we had com- or 2013 we had high commodity prices, OEMs could turn on the spigot. Everybody could go buy new paint. Um, and then people got themselves in trouble uh, by buying too much and then not being able to um, to really pay for it like they thought they would. So that that new supply is going to be the biggest uh, the, the biggest factor uh, going into the used prices. So we could see a little bit of a downturn, but I think it's going to take more time than people realize uh, if we go back down to sub five dollar corn or, or four fifty corn. Right. Inflation hasn't stopped. It'll be interesting to see what, how interest rates affect this. Um, you know, the government needs to uh, probably act a little bit uh, faster than they are right now to to solve that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's been a that's been a, a sentiment, you know, in talking to different farms uh, over the past couple months is a serious concern on the inflation side, how this is all going to affect them because, you know, farmers are uh, historically. Uh, how do I say this? Worrisome, worrisome people. You know, they worry about a lot of things. They have to. That's kind of their job, right? Is to be, be thinking about a lot of different things and what could go wrong. But I think they're particularly anxious right now, um, just with a lot of the changes going on and not knowing how this is going to affect them. And so, uh, a, a system or a uh, a program like what you guys have, the website like what you have, the tools you have out there for them. Um, I, th- I mean. If I was if I was in their position and having to buy, make these purchases or selling this equipment, I'd be all over your system. There's, I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I think it, um, it's really well done. You guys definitely need to to check out the website and check out what they have going on because I think it's a huge benefit for you, for sure. So, kind of one last final word. Anything we've missed, Kyle? Anything? One little last piece of of wisdom. Um, that you would want to pass on to individuals that are rather buying or selling? Yeah, um, I, I, I think what we were talking about earlier, all of the data we have to help people make price-based decisions and, and valuing farm machinery, 
historically, it's always been utilized by dealers, big banks, farm credits, super large equipment owners. Um, and we've had a lot of demand from farmers saying, hey, I want that information, I want that information. And um, we're, we've been working really hard on developing a, a more of a free strategy for farmers to identify what something's worth. And here, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we just released what we call our price prediction model or what's it worth feature. So if people are interested in what something's worth, um, our first uh, kind of free version of this is if you just go to tractorzoom.com and you start to sh uh, shop for equipment or tractors at auction, you'll start to see a price prediction uh, widget on the site. So as something's coming up for auction, let's say it's a John Deere 8345R tractor with 3,000 hours, uh, premium cab, ILS uh, front suspension. We've developed um, kind of that Kelly Blue Book price where we're saying, hey, we believe it's going to sell for X price. Um, and then we've actually given the farmers the ability to vote if they think higher or lower. So if they're interested in that piece that's coming up for auction or it's going to go to auction in a week, you can start to see, okay, Tractor Zoom's data, all this data and power they have, here's what they think it's worth. And then here are all the other farmers voting on it, saying Tractor Zoom's right or wrong. And it's going to give a farmer a really good understanding of what he should be uh, needing to go into that auction and be willing to pay for it. If eight of uh, 10 people are saying it's going to sell for higher, you might be um, ready to, to bid a little bit more than what we think it is. And so... You're going to continue to see some really cool uh, and neat data initiatives come out from us, really going back to uh, our mission of helping people um, find and then value that machinery. So as as you continue to shop, if there's something you're looking for at auction, go check out TractorZoom.com. Find that piece that's coming up for auction. We might have a price prediction on it uh, that will help you be directionally correct on, on what you should be willing to pay. Um, or if you have something to sell that's up there with the value, uh, go check it out. Awesome. Yeah, that is a, a great tool, and uh, and I assume there's all kinds of equipment on there, probably everything you can imagine. And so um, we really, really appreciate you taking the time to come on, Kyle, and uh, appreciate what your company is doing and, and really helping the farm. And so we try to do, and we like to partner and, and get people on this podcast that are doing the same thing. And so, so we really appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's been a blast. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's it. We're going to close things out here. Uh, check us out on social media. You've got YouTube. We've got some great video content out there that you can uh, tap into as well uh, from an education standpoint. And we also are on Facebook, and we also are on Instagram. So check, that, check those out. And then, of course, if you're listening to this podcast, you already know we have a podcast. But check out some of the past episodes. We've got some valuable information out there, some great guests, and we'll continue to do so. so I believe that's it. My name is Scott Harris again. Thank you for joining us for the MC Podcast.